If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good morning. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is Sunday Morning. For decades, there have been efforts to expand opportunities for America's women and girls, long overdue efforts which have enjoyed no small success. Now, some say, it's men and boys who need our attention. Not all, of course, but by some measures, there are growing signs the American male is in distress, achieving less stressing more, challenged by a changing role in society. Lee Cowan examines the concerns and the search for solutions. Masculinity has become a pretty touchy subject in this country. So much so that it ranks right up there with politics and religion as topics too uncomfortable to talk about. The fact that you can't even acknowledge the problems of boys and men without somehow giving up your commitment to women and girls is what's gotten us into this mess. So you can't even have the conversation. You can't have the conversation. Is there a crisis of manhood in this country? Well, we'll try to have that conversation coming up on Sunday morning. Once again, Bradley Cooper is both the star and the director of a new movie. As Mo Rocca will tell us, it's about another man of many talents, late conductor and composer Leonard Bernstein.
Bernstein didn't do things halfway. So to portray the great maestro, Bradley Cooper had to be all in. Were you actually conducting the musicians there? I've never experienced anything like it in my life, and I may never again. Bradley Cooper explores love and marriage and music later on Sunday morning. On this Veterans Day weekend, Seth Doan will show us how America's fallen are honored at places far from home, along with a story from Steve Hartman. Opinion from a physician whose name you might be familiar with, Dr. Timothy Johnson, and more. It's a Sunday morning for the 12th of November, 2023. And we'll be back in a moment. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. It wasn't so long ago that men enjoyed a clear advantage in American society. But these days, a different story is emerging. Men and boys falling behind, and sometimes into despair. Lee Cowan takes a closer look. At the University of Vermont not too long ago, it was move-in day for the class of 2027. About a thousand incoming freshmen were meeting their roommates, finding their dorm rooms, and just generally getting settled on campus. 592 is that way. Now you'd be forgiven if at first glance you thought that this was an all-women's college. Well, 62% of this year's class are women. Josie, what's your roommate's name? And that's a gender gap that has earned Burlington, Vermont, a nickname. Girlington. You see six or seven women for every three or four men. Yeah. As UVM's vice provost for enrollment, Jay Jacobs' job is all about student diversity. And these days, the male-female divide is now part of that equation. Sure, I thought about racial and ethnic diversity. Sure, at a public flagship in the state of Vermont, I've thought about geographic diversity, never gender diversity like that. But that's where we are. That's where we are. UVM, though, is hardly an outlier. Nationwide, women do make up almost 60% of college undergraduates. In 1972, when Title IX was passed to help improve gender equality on campus, men were 13 percentage points more likely to get an undergraduate degree than women. Today, though, it's women who are 15 percentage points more likely to get a degree than men. So we have a bigger gender gap today than we did when we passed laws to help women and girls. It's just flipped. Richard Reeves is a Brookings Institution senior fellow, and he says, shockingly, no one 
has really been able to explain why so many men are so absent in higher education. What is known is the gender disparity starts pretty early, as early as kindergarten, where girls are just generally the stronger sex in academics. If you look at high school GPA and those who are getting the best uh, grades in high school, two-thirds of them are girls. Those with the lowest grades, two-thirds of them are boys. It's been theorized that girls and women are just really fulfilling their destiny, that once the limitations on their achievements were lifted, they soared. Reeves, though, is so worried that he's launched the American Institute for Boys and Men because he fears that things have changed so fast it's left many boys and men struggling to catch up, not just in the classroom, but at work and at home, too. What does it mean to be a successful man today? That was a question that was pretty easy to answer a generation or two ago. But actually, what is the answer today? And a lot of these guys just don't know. In short, he says, millions of boys and men don't understand how or where they fit anymore. And the reaction is to generally disconnect. Men's participation in the labor market, for example, has dropped more than seven percentage points just in the last 50 years. 21% of men report binge drinking. That's almost double the rate of women. And men account for nearly 80% of suicide deaths. That's four times the rate for women. The two most commonly used words by suicidal men to describe themselves were useless and worthless. But even to suggest there's some kind of male crisis these days is pretty perilous. Merely raising it will cause people to eye roll and say, really, <laughs> 10,000 years of patriarchy, now you're worried? After all, women still earn only about 80 cents for every dollar earned by a man. Only a fraction of CEOs in the Fortune 500 are women. And they make up just a quarter of the members of Congress, and so far, no U.S. presidents. Numbers that leave UVM student Sarah Wood and Maxine Flordeliza pretty skeptical that men are just treading water. And I think it's really interesting that there is kind of like a big fuss about, like, not a fuss, but it's, it's, it's a conversation that people are having, but I don't think it's necessarily a problem. I think that just the fact that the playing field has been a little bit more evened out shouldn't be the reason as to why men don't really know where they fit. Sure. Do we need to do more to encourage more women into politics and into, in, into boardrooms? Yes. But meanwhile, can I not see that one group are struggling here and another group are struggling there? And if I can't do that, we're in really deep trouble. And those in the most trouble, he says, are working class and African-American boys and men. Before, it used to be you graduated high school, goodbye, you're on your own. A lot of people said, hey, you're out of my house, yep. or it's time for you to go. But we're understanding now that those supports need to continue. Principal Hill, how hey, are you? I'm wonderful. How Good you to doing? see you. Good to see you. Vaughn Washington is with the Kalamazoo Promise in Michigan. It's a program that offers high school graduates in Kalamazoo scholarships covering up to the entire cost of in-state college tuition. The impact? Well, the number of Kalamazoo women getting a college degree did increase by about 45%. But the number of Kalamazoo men getting college degrees didn't budge. We're working with them, we're talking to them, we're trying to find out what is it that even with this opportunity, you have some of the same challenges as someone in another community that doesn't have this opportunity. One solution, though, that does seem to be working is making sure that those men who are struggling have a place to freely admit they're struggling. Do he have a cell number you can give me? Staffers with The Promise are tracking down those men still eligible for the scholarship. 
finding out why they never used it, and helping them get what they need to finally do it. Like Daniel Joffrey. I just started wandering around in life and doing random jobs, getting tired of random jobs. and We welcome you here to the Kalamazoo Promise. Now I'm here. <laughs> Need help up here? He joined with dozens of other men at what the Promise was calling the Males of Promise event. It's important that you put something positive out here on your name and on your future. It was as much straight talk as it was straight out party. Dennis Martin graduated high school six years ago. He says had the promise not tracked him down, he might not have realized that he was indeed ready for something more. I feel like now I have the discipline to be in a five-year program or four-year program, but as a kid, I feel like I was still bouncing off the walls and my mind didn't know what exactly is out there. Back at UVM, administrators have changed their marketing and communication strategies to reach out to men, especially those who might not think they want to go to college at all. The college is also hiring a diversity coordinator to focus specifically on helping men. The world was built for people like you and me to succeed, so why do we need to help men succeed here on our campus even more? But I think once people start to understand uh, the nuances of the challenges that, that we're talking about here today, Lee, is, uh, people understand that, that all students need support. Junior Lucas Romer doesn't see it as some kind of affirmative action, putting the finger on the scale for men. He sees it as a way to help anyone who's been hanging on and feeling left out. I think there's ways to promote both femininity and masculinity on campus equally well. I think there's definitely a path forward that would be beneficial to everybody. The coordinator of the Men and Masculinities program will be housed right here in the Women and Gender Equity Center. Now, that's pretty ironic to some, but it's also a recognition that men's problems can indeed coexist with those of women. You lift the edges up, the center will be lifted up as well. Hmm. Um, and here, the edges include men. It's the kind of reaction to a very real problem of boys and men that Richard Reeves says needs now to be the rule and not the exception. This is not a made-up crisis of masculinity. This is an actual hard fact. There's real suffering here. And if we don't address real suffering, then what are we here for? Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Astronaut Frank Borman died this past Tuesday. He was 95. 
commander of Apollo 8, the first space mission to orbit the moon in 1968. My biggest remembrance about Saturn V was the noise. Oh, and there's the rumble in our building. What a beautiful flight. Borman and fellow astronauts James Lovell and William Anders had traveled farther from the Earth than any human had ever ventured. Man is farther away from home than he's ever been before, a hundred times farther away. We're looking forward now, of course, to the day after tomorrow when we'll be just 60 miles away from home. Their Christmas sojourn came at the end of a particularly grim year for their nation. The United States had been shaken by continuing involvement in the war in Vietnam and the assassinations of Robert Kennedy and Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. While Borman flew in space twice, he never actually set foot on the lunar surface. He would later confess he had no interest in doing so. There's no way that I would have accepted the risk to go back to pick up rocks. Welcome to the moon, Houston. Thank you. By the way, it was on that Apollo 8 mission that the astronauts first witnessed Earth rise. The Earth as seen above the surface of the moon. That photograph lives on, a permanent testament to their history-making voyage. We got thousands of telegrams after the flight, but the one that struck me the most, thank you, Apollo 8, you saved 1968. Hartman this morning takes us to a classroom where imagination truly takes flight. You may walk to recess. At the Trinity Leadership School near Dallas, Sonia White's first graders are still flying high. Come all the way back and walk. Still reliving their amazing one-day field trip south of the border. Where are you going? Mexico. To Mexico. I love your outfit. It was my first time on a plane. We went inside of a cloud. I saw the ocean. Is that your first time seeing the ocean? Mm-hmm. At this point, you've got to be wondering, how could a school afford this? What kind of teacher does it take to fly a class of first graders to Mexico for a day? A very clever one. So just to be clear, you did not go to Mexico. We did not. You did not get on a plane. We did not. You never left the class. We did not. <laughs> what you're about to see is a testament to the power of imagination and the magic teachers have to harness it. Okay, let's find out. After Sonia's students told her their one wish was to fly on a plane, she went full throttle on the pretend. Your, um, boarding pass and your passport, please. Created travel documents for each child and then boarded them on their flight to Mexico. Okay, guys, we are now at 13,000 feet. You may take out a snack. We had a little turbulence. Boy, it did not scare me. But my friend Lorenzo had a rough landing. Really? What happened to him? He was like... The buy-in really was remarkable. <laughs> One of my students saw somebody that night and they said, what are you doing here? I thought you were in Mexico. And he said, yeah, we were. We got back at three. <laughs> and that's when I was like, they really think we went to Mexico. I'm writing you from Mexico. Teachers Love everywhere could use more resources. But the best always seem to figure out a way to take kids places, often without so much as a bus ride. 
Did this fuel your desire for more travel? Yes. Do you know North Korea? Yeah, sure. Probably I do not want to go to next. I guess even pretend flights come with travel warnings. Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They called him Maestro, a conductor, composer, and music educator of national renown. The great Leonard Bernstein is the subject of a new film, starring and directed by actor Bradley Cooper. Mo Rocca on Bernstein's remarkable and complicated life. Last summer we had really good grapes. This past Thursday, Nina Bernstein-Simmons, Alexander Bernstein, and Jamie Bernstein gathered at their family's Connecticut home to talk about Maestro. So how long do we have to do this for? Oh, we need to build up a very strong connection. The movie that Bradley Cooper has made about their late parents. And how much time do you all spend in the house now? Or? Every chance we get, you know, weekends and lots of summertime, summertime and it's heaven here. Much of the movie was filmed in this house, where the children share cherished memories of their father, composer and conductor Leonard Bernstein, and their mother, actress Felicia Montalegre. And if you're wondering how these three feel about the movie Cooper has made... I think we have a, an intruder in this house. Oh, stop it! Bradley Cooper not only co-stars, he also co-wrote the movie and directed it. Oh, too much. Much of this movie was. We shot so much. Many things occurred right, right here. Right here. A creative person uh, sits alone in this gray studio that you see here and writes all by himself and communicates with the world in a very private way. It's Cooper's second film as a director. We're far from the shallow first was the hit A Star is Born with Lady Gaga. Still, he needed the consent of the three living Bernsteins to make the movie. He met with firstborn Jamie in a New York restaurant. I eat with my hands all the time, and I'm eating the spinach with my hands, and I recognize it, and then I either apologize for it or something, and you said, that's what my dad used to do. Oh, yeah. Corn on the cob was Mostly his corn. favorite thing. And I remember in that moment I thought, oh, this might happen. The young American-born assistant conductor of the Philharmonic Symphony, Leonard Bernstein. Cooper immersed himself in the life of Leonard Bernstein, who from the age of 25 was a bold-faced name in American culture. The 
a longtime conductor of the New York Philharmonic. Today, we're going to talk about the meat and potatoes of music, the main course. The man who made classical music approachable through his televised Young People's Concerts on CBS. And the composer of symphonies and landmark musicals, including West Side Story and Candide. Sopranos make sure that you make space so that the hydros can soar. Becoming Bernstein meant looking like him at various stages, and the transformation is startling. And it took four years, four years of tests. The makeup is amazing. Oh, yeah. If summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. You may have read that Cooper's makeup includes a prosthetic nose that the non-Jewish actor used to portray the Jewish Bernstein. The Bernsteins themselves are more than fine with that. I just want to point out that Bradley has a very substantial nose. He does. I don't think anybody noticed that before the fracas happened. It's the absolute non-issue of all time. I'm thinking of a number. (laughs) (laughs) But Maestro is not a womb-to-tomb biopic. Instead, Cooper decided to explore the relationship between Bernstein and his lesser-known wife, portrayed by Carey Mulligan. Oh, well, I was listening. You were wonderful. Our mom was the most elegant, delicious person. Theirs was a love story, yes, but complicated by the fact that Bernstein also had affairs with men. She didn't go into the marriage blindly. Not at all. She knew exactly what the deal was. They obviously loved each other to death. They never fought in front of us. We never saw any any darkness. We felt a lot. They kept everything very well uh, tidied. and pretty well hidden. But as a young woman, Jamie had questions, as depicted in the film. So the rumors aren't true. Her father didn't tell her the truth. No, darling. I know exactly who you are. Let's give it a whirl. In her 2018 memoir, Jamie reported that shortly after their wedding, her mother wrote to her father, quote, I'm willing to accept you as you are without being a martyr and sacrificing myself on the LB altar. And you wrote in your book, but the truth was she had done exactly that. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I don't, yeah. Maybe you don't feel that way, but I feel like it, it cost her everything to, to stick with it. It was really tough for her, and I think it contributed to her early death, in a way. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think, you know, probably uh, she regretted a lot of things looking back. Felicia Montalegre died of lung cancer in 1978 at the age of 56. She had a wonderful, rich life. And, uh, and mostly wonderful marriage and a lot of love. There's a price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. 
As much as Maestro is a love story about a marriage, it's also a story about Leonard Bernstein's love of music, including Mahler's Second Symphony. I've never experienced anything like it in my life, and I may never again. Were you actually conducting the musicians yes. there? Yes. It took me six and a half years of working on it for six minutes and 25 seconds of music. Leonard Bernstein died from a heart attack in 1990 at the age of 72. He and Bradley Cooper never met. Do you miss him? Oh, yeah, man. What do you miss about him? It's hard to talk about. I don't know. We shared something very special. The four of us. It's hard to even articulate. But he was with us, he was with me certainly throughout the entire time. His energy has somehow found its way to me that I really do feel like I know him. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yesterday was Veterans Day, the day we honor Americans who've served in the military. Of course, some of our fallen veterans lie in lands far from home. All the same, Seth Doan tells us, their sacrifice is not forgotten. It's a continuing tribute half a world away with a simple brush and bucket of water. Three days a week, a team of 20 here in southern Italy washes each of the 7,861 military gravestones of troops from places like Connecticut and Missouri. This cemetery south of Rome honors American military war dead. Most were killed in campaigns that led to liberating Rome from the Nazis during World War II. Before pouring into your grandfather's history and doing all this research, did you know that places like this, cemeteries like this, existed? No, I didn't know anything. Don Royster promised her mother she'd come to Italy to honor her grandfather, Lieutenant James A. Calhoun. He was a Tuskegee Airman, part of that famed African-American U.S. Army unit. My grandmother, I believe, was his neighbor, and they met and fell in love. He was black, she was white. It was uh, kind of a big deal. My grandmother's family wasn't happy about it. 
So when Lieutenant Calhoun died during the war, Royster's family believed her grandmother's story, that he was missing in action, not buried overseas in one of these military cemeteries managed by the U.S. government. But as Don Royster told Melanie Resto, an Army veteran who runs this cemetery, her mother uncovered some old letters from the War Department. And I remember her coming to me and saying, my father is buried in a cemetery in Italy. And we were like, what are you talking about? He was missing in action. She said, he wasn't. And he has a grave. As superintendent, part of Resto's job is to collect and preserve those stories. The promise that was made, time will not dim the glory of their deeds, is a promise we hold true today. That promise was made by General of the Army's John J. Pershing, who was appointed to the American Battle Monuments Commission by President Warren Harding. In 1923, 100 years ago, Harding signed legislation establishing this effort to honor fallen and missing service members. Because they had war dead overseas in Europe, such a far land. Today, service members killed in action, he's automatically flown home. In a matter of, what, 12, 15 hours max, he can be home back in the States. But back then, it was not the case. We had war dead overseas. Today, the commission manages 26 permanent burial grounds and 32 memorials, monuments, and markers in far-off places like the Solomon Islands, Tunisia, the Philippines, and Panama. There are 12 cemeteries in France. This cemetery is a closed cemetery. It is strictly for war dead from World War II, from Sicily to Rome, specifically that area and that period. So no spouses are buried here. None of their children are buried here, like they would at a normal national cemetery, such as Arlington. But like Arlington, the grounds are meticulously kept. How important is it for you that it is perfect, that it's precise? Nothing is perfect. Uh, we work for create a perfect. Dimitri Manuzzi is part of that team of 20 gardeners. Every day we honor these uh, guys uh, who give uh, us uh, her life for liberty. You find your work gardening as a way to honor the fallen? Yeah. 94-year-old Silvestro Martufi grew up nearby and remembers the Allies' landing. Every time I pass by here, he says, I salute them. You'll give a salute when you pass by. I was very close to these guys, and on Sunday when I make my visit, he told us, I talk with them. For me, this place is very close to my heart. Anna Corocci, who's 88, recalls when they built the cemetery. When they started to work here, I saw all of the body bags on the ground, she remembers. I asked my mother, and she said, these are all of the soldiers who were fighting for us. And I said, oh dear, so many. She was just a kid. We'll have a small ceremony we call Sanding of the Grave. Don Royster did not think she'd get emotional. 
You know, I've always just thought he was missing in action. And even now, it's sort of hitting me that he's right here. Right here. And that's incredible to me. Really incredible. As she does for every visiting family member, Melanie Resto rubs sand from the nearby beach of Natuno, where the Allies landed, bringing these names into focus again. It seems like a royal person would be buried here. It is stunningly beautiful, impeccably maintained, very elegant. What an incredible place to spend your resting time, being watched and taken care of every day. It's all part of keeping that promise made 100 years ago. Time will not dim the glory of their deeds. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Last Tuesday, voters in Ohio became the latest to enshrine reproductive rights into their state constitution, which prompts thoughts on this deeply divisive issue from Dr. Timothy Johnson. I'm a Protestant minister who became an emergency room doctor and then medical editor for ABC News for 25 years. In all those positions, I saw firsthand the impact of abortion on individual lives and families. And I have concluded that the best way to think about abortion and to achieve possible compromise is to be both anti-abortion and pro-choice. Most of us are instinctively anti-abortion. I personally have never met anyone who thinks it's a trivial procedure. And since most abortions result from unwanted pregnancies, the logical answer is to make contraceptive birth control measures widely and affordably available. If you are anti-abortion, you must also be pro-birth control. Being pro-choice is far more complicated. It involves the emotional issue of when life begins and what choices are accordingly morally acceptable. When does life in the womb reach a stage when abortion would be more logically thought of as murder or evil and therefore prohibited? For many of us, that stage occurs when the developing fetus is capable of living on its own outside the womb. And I do support women who, before that stage, thoughtfully conclude that another life to support will be destructive to her and or her family. A classic example is a mother already overwhelmed by poverty. 
if states insist on compelling women to carry to term, they must also provide resources for adoption or other child support after birth. Otherwise, they are simply pro-birth and not pro-life. I also vigorously disagree with those who would force a woman to experience the terrible trauma of completing a pregnancy caused by incest or rape. Finally, I do believe that abortion is a decision best made by a woman and her family, not by a group of strangers, usually men, making legislative or legal decisions. Under our clear constitutional separation of church and state, it certainly should not be made by those in power based on their own religious beliefs. We are all entitled to our own religious considerations, but we should not impose them by law on others who may believe very differently. In short, a possible compromise to our abortion debate could be to unite in supporting birth control to prevent unwanted pregnancies while also preserving the right of women to make difficult choices affecting them and their families. That is a strategy that people with both anti-abortion and pro-choice views should embrace. Thank you for listening. Please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. If you like CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first, because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight plus acres of family owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.